Welcome to Beholder's Eye Season 3. I'm Alex. I'll be your host and Dungeon Master. Evil has come to the Great Isle. Amidst a civil war, a holy war, and a threat of imperial invasion, only one group can bring this all to an end. One way or another. They are the Chaos Quartet. Zalara of Sin Ilnor. Blessed of Shamhara, world-protecting, elven druid monk. Garen Kelso, dimension-hopping vagabond, high elf bladesinger. A.P.U. Warforged fighter. Mole Urzog, cleric of St. Allegis. All right, who wants to let us know what happened last episode? Well, we started in Kalandor at the um, Tot Amon rampaging through the city. Uh, Magnar and his family were running to the Crystal Towers and when out of nowhere Dulad had the Heart of Shamahara which burst forth opening up the Crystal Towers and I, I think that's one thing we need to, to go back and, and uh, address as well is uh, so what we didn't see uh, the audience didn't see is Magnar did receive the um, Heart of Shamahara I don't remember which episode but it, it's a while back and so he went out to bury it. And after he buried it, Dulod happened to be in the forest at the same time and uh, saw that Magnar was there. And because of Magnar's connection to the people he sees as betraying him, he took notice and saw that he buried the heart of Shamhara. So Dulod came and unburied it and took it with him. It's my fancy rock now. <laughs> uh, so Magnar called out to the unknown Dulad um, to follow him into the Crystal Towers. And then we cut back to the tribunal where Mole and Garen are invited by Good to watch the battles. And while they're watching, they talk things over with Good and realize that something is very wrong with law and convince Good to intervene on their friend's behalf. And uh, all the dead bodies are brought back to the tribunal area where good challenges law and cuts law into a million pieces whereby a shred of evil creeps out of law and goes back to its owner and law comes to his senses repealing that what he had just done and mole brings back our friends and are not friends depending on which side you're on that's right so Everybody's back alive, and they've come to a decision point, as I believe it was Garen mentioned last time. They were here for a reason, at least the Chaos Quartet. The Crucian crew was here a reason, but not for a reason of their own choosing or their own following. Um, but the Chaos Quartet definitely has a mission, so that's where we'll pick up with Garen pondering that. So, do we get our answer on how to defeat Tatalman? Yes, Good says. All right. Law says, so here's the problem with Tatamon, is he is a universe, right? And is sort of in between corporeal and incorporeal many times, right? As you left your world, he was destroying it in more of a corporeal form, which is good. That means you have time to actually hurt him when he's like that and bound to the material plane. What you need to do is find a way to keep him bound, however. So to do that, and yes. As Alara, so are you, you're going to give us the means to do so, correct? I will give you the information you need to do so. You do have some of the means yourself. 
Okay. So, we will need three things. One, we will need some kind of focus point that we could use a, a material focus, foci, if you will, to hold Tatomar in place. It could be anything. We just need to infuse it with three parts. Unfortunately, we must have a personal sacrifice of happiness, a sacrifice of power, and a sacrifice of life, all imbued in one focal point. When that happens, if it is thrown at Tatomon or it touches him in any way, he will be constricted to one plane of reality and unable to leave for 10 minutes. And during that time, you will need to destroy him. 10 minutes does not seem like a very long time. Plus, no. he is a giant and rip, literally ripped through a city. Mm. Do we even have the power to combat that as we are? So if we have the power to hold Tatamon still, and we have the entire army of Kalindor there to unleash everything they can against it, and then we are there, and oh, not to mention the other spellcasters that could potentially be in the area, I, I think in 10 minutes' time, we could potentially do quite a bit of damage. How how bound will this make him? Will he be immobilized? It be immobilized? No, not completely. Good says he will be bound. Good is now transformed into a tall, dark-skinned man. No, he will be bound to the plane, unable to change planes. But he will also be unable to be forced to change planes, so I know some of you may have spells that would rely on that. He will be tied to the material plane you are in for that 10 minute period. He can still act, but okay. he does, He becomes tied there and he is vulnerable. You can actually hurt so, him. So would things such as my, um, if, if I punch a person in the right way, they're not able to move for a little bit. Is that apply to it? It could, if you have the power. Okay. If we destroy Tataman, who is the universe, Will it destroy our universe? No. It's a fair point, Garen. <laughs> so let's say we defeat Tataman. Mm -hmm. Will he cease to exist? Or will he come back again to devour universes? You, he will cease to exist. This is the goal of many people over many different timelines. The destruction of him will eliminate multiple timelines in the universe, in the multiverse to make a more clear and steady path forward. Uh, tell me, um, I'm one of the newest to this situation, um, but, uh, I was told that, uh, our, our friend here has been bound before. Uh, we live in a universe, do we not? Yes, you do. Uh, if we live in a universe, what happens to the people who live in Tot Oman's universe? If he is a universe, right? And we live in one? Are there not people that live in Tot Oman? Sorry, it's it's a big... Yes. I don't know how this all works. Um. Yes, Good says. So, if you were to destroy Tot Oman, know that the end is something I will be a part of, but the means I will not. Hmm. Is there a way to bind him sufficiently until the end? You would have to you would have to have some piece of him some piece of his heart that could be destroyed while he's in material form and in doing so it could destroy the heart of the persona which is Tatoman and the universe could exist though unknowing again not conscious is the ring 
Tattle monster was set Cavalians. Uh, if if we can find a way to definitely destroy it, then I can keep it safe till then. What will be your focus then, the foci for you? Um, I have a suggestion. Um, a- APU, could it not be the ring? I think Tadoman would be disinclined to destroy it and would be very much wanting it back. But we would need to destroy the ring for us to destroy him, no? Yes. Whilst he is bound to that plane. So until we've bound him, the ring is, might as well be kept secure in a place that we know is safe. Hmm. <laughs> I'm, okay, so we have to destroy the ring in order to destroy Tataman. Does that also include the bit where we take a bit of his heart? Their hearts? The ring is a bit of his heart. We, mm-hmm. we can destroy him or we can destroy the ring when he's bound. The the ring allows the other universes to survive. If we kill Tataman, those go away, or many of them at least. Yes. Yeah. Think of think of it like the just out of character, so we can all be clear. The the ring is basically like his consciousness. So yeah. if you destroy the ring, the universe still survives, even if he doesn't. But if you destroy him totally, then he dies, and everybody within the universe dies as well. A hundred percent, Sam is on board with we have to destroy the ring i don't want to kill yeah. the whole universe guys i already <laughs> feel bad about calendar <laughs> i can't wait till one one failed wisdom save from me i don't want to give it up now oh <laughs> um, <laughs> that's okay yeah we're working towards uh apus the bbeg anyway well it's true we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll freeze ta aman and then we'll be like okay it's time to kill uh destroy the ring now apu and he's gonna be like no and then it's like roll for initiative and that's gonna be the fight because apu can take all four of us i need to find the quote from the lord of the rings where he's about to throw the ring into Mordor at the first episode in the first film yeah why shouldn't um, I keep it? <laughs> all seven of us ha <laughs> It'd be a tough fight then, but I think AP might, might do pretty well still. Um, so anything can be the focus? Anything of your choosing, yes, as long as you all agree on it. Well... So what does the uh, sacrifice of happiness, power, and life mean? Life, pretty explanatory, but power? Yes. Happiness? Happiness? Well, with the sacrifice of happiness, you will see the timeline in which you would be the most happy. And we will take that timeline once you perform the rituals necessary. And that timeline will forever never exist. There will be no possibility of that positive outcome coming in your future. Hmm. I've already given up my family, my home. <laughs> um, L- Lynn will pipe up because that was rough. And Lynn will literally go, oh man, that's really rough. <laughs> Who's going to do that one? I feel I feel really sorry for all four of you, since one of you is going to have to be unhappy forever. One of you seven, surely. <laughs> there's yeah, there's eight of us here, so. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh. oh, I wasn't including us. I thought this was a you guy, you guys deal. Um, you know, the four people sent to kill us. Well, it's affecting the entire multiverse, really. I mean, this this universe that is currently destroying Kalindor, as I understand it, or at least it was when we left, um, it, it it can go anywhere and destroy anything, any universe, and it is currently focused on ours because, well, Tanahana was uh, hmm, you probably don't know who Anatana was. Uh, I I don't know if I'm being honest. Uh, like half of the words you just said. 
Um, um, I'm, I'm Lynn. Hi, nice to meet oh, you. Uh, right. Um, just Lynn. That's all. Like the like the announcer guy said. Um, I. You are an interesting creature. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sure. Sure. Yeah. That's that's a compliment. I think. Um, <laughs> we'll so. The name is Alara, by the way. Okay. If you didn't hear yeah, from the over yeah, speaker, that seems like a rather big big fish problem for 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 yes. uh for you know important people to take care of um i'm just lynn well you are here so you must be of some import otherwise you wouldn't be here in front of the tribunal that is the literal forces that make up everything no no i just followed these guys i'm gonna point <laughs> <at> my part <laughs> Um, it's yeah. true. They just popped up one day and like, I don't even know. Like, <laughs> they were following us. For whatever us. reason, we accepted them into our party. It was a last minute change. Does not matter. But what does matter is we have possibly saved Thalamir from whatever the Crucian Empire was doing. It would be a waste if this universe destroys the very country we just saved. I will gladly fight with you, alongside you, not with you. Again, that was not pleasant. N no, um, really, really sorry, big angel lady. Um, but, uh, uh, you, you hurt, um, a lot. Um, I know I didn't hurt you. That was, that was all, that was all my girl Rosie here. But, <laughs> um, uh, please, uh, refrain from doing that again, if you could, um, it was not pleasant. Yes. No. It was not something that I enjoyed doing either. That. Oh, you seemed really into it at the time, if I'm being <laughs> honest. Um, My, but that's okay. You must understand that <laughs> as an angel, not only do I bring messages of love and peace, but also wrath and judgment. As he pulls out her flaming blade, see oh, you the sound fires like my of mom. judgment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, that, that makes sense, I guess. Um, yeah, so, love, peace, judgment, and fire. Yep, that's mom to a T. Um, okay, so, <laughs> got it. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm just piping up and, you know, I just wanted to, to keep you guys in, in check. Um, I, I got, I got stuff I'm doing, so, um, like, You not, do not have to fight, Lynn. It is okay. Okay, yeah, cause, cause I'm not doing that. I'm not fighting a universe. Um, I don't even fight dragons, and those are pretty big. Um, I didn't, I didn't even fight you. If I'm being honest, I just tried not to fight you for the whole time. Um, Lynn, do you wish to return to your plane? Good says, in a place of safety. Uh, safety? No. If I had to be safe, that would stop some of uh. Some of like the side gigs I got going on. Um, but I would appreciate if you could get me to cross. As you say that, before you get to the X, you see yourself in the middle of a large city. It's very familiar. You know exactly where you are and you feel safe and warm. You see a city that as a viewer and an audience, we've never seen anything like this on the Great Isle before. It's a tiered city, it goes up to a large castle in the center of a very, very large town. There seem to be, this this hill holds up in the center and there are six hills around the town as well, all with um, apartments and other buildings there. Clearly civilization has spread out through here. And you hear the hum and the screech 
of the magical train system as it flies through the city. Technology once taken from the other countries in the Crucian Empire. And that is where we'll leave Lynn for right now. Cool. They got flying trains and they haven't taken Thalamir over yet? <laughs> right? Well, that's why the... Remember, it's that's the barrier. The barrier. The barrier. The barrier. Yeah. The yeah. barrier. I know, but I'm just barrier like... between the two of them. They would crush... They would crush Crush Thalamir. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Is Lynn is safe, I assume? Yes. Yes, they are safe. They are probably the safest place in all of the Great Isle, other than maybe at the bottom of the Black Sea. Though there are no other people there for Lynn to interact with. So this is probably a better place for Lynn to be. Very well. Okay. Uh, Usk is just going to stop eating a piece of meat. So so we can just leave? Yes, Usk. Can I go to my village? As you finish the word village, Grayson waves, knowing that he's going to (laughs) disappear. You see yourself in the village. You are back home, Usk. The only thing that is different is, is as you look out to the forest, you see a little creature pop its head out from the bushes. One that you hadn't seen before, at least not here. And then you remember, oh, that's right. I've been transferred to a few different, uh, a plane a few times. And this little purple creature has come up to me and called me a god. And then you notice others as though they're the spirits of the trees themselves coming and connecting to Usk. All right, we'll cut back to the tribunal. Is there anyone else who would like to leave at this point? Ah, I, oh, uh, mm. so you're going to go fight a universe and save all, well, I have to go to Kalendor anyway. If Usk is gone and Nita is gone and you're going to stay here, somebody's got to go to Kalendor and tell Magnar what happened, that we destroyed that machine. Unless we're all going to Kalendor. Magnar, you say? Yeah. I mean that—that's who sent us to go, cause you um. So Maybe like, call brute. He well, I mean he's really nice. I wouldn't call him a brute. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, Garen. Uh, Lord Magnar is very well respected in the city. He's still a brute. I mean, have you seen these sides of him? He's very useful in a battle, that's for sure. But he's now taking care of his family. Solara pipes up, and um. So is he must be then. A, a commander of some form, or he was a lord. That's weird. But Rosie, you do not have to fight if you do not wish. <sighs> I, I mean, Rosie doesn't have a family per se, and she had gathered her people together to like help protect her, more or less. <sighs> How about this? I can stay with you until we get to Kalendor, because. Uh, well, unless you can get me somewhere safe near near Magnar to go tell him. Otherwise, I, I'll stay with you until we get there. What would you like, Rosie? We can put you near Magnar in a fairly in a safe spot, or you can stay with them and go to Kalandor. Well, as long as I'm not just going to be like immediately destroyed by the universe thing, um, I suppose I'll go tell Magnar the good news. And immediately, Rosie, you're standing at the threshold of the Crystal Tower. You see Magnar running towards you with uh, a baby in his arms, a beautiful elf woman leading the way. You also see a creature with cloaked, holding something that is shooting light from him. And it seems like he has some kind of crab-like arms behind you. And then towering over everything, looking down, you see... Tatoman, but you know, and you can feel from the energy behind you and encompassing you, that you are safe. There is nothing more for you to do. 
to be safe, just stay within the tower and we'll cut back. Is there anyone else who needs to leave? Um, I will stay and fight. Yes, I will also. Um, we need to resolve this. And Hanahano says, I must absolve for all I have done. I have no problem sacrificing my life to destroy Tatoman, for it was my life that brought him to our planet. That seems fair. What about his power? How do we give up power? One must, and this is uh, good talking now, one must go ahead and just give up what makes them special. They must become like a normal person. You are all those who, either through divine intervention or just natural causes above and beyond what a normal person would be. You have strength of character, strength of body, strength of mind that is not seen among most humanoids. All one needs to do is give all that up. You will forget this life. You will forget all that has been done, but you will live a happy life in one of the multiverses, a quiet life, one of joy and a family, good food, good drink, no excitement, but no destruction. I would give that up to save the universes. You will. What is the focus that you will be using? We have two sacrifices willing to go. What will you be imbuing with this magical power? Well, if we need to throw it at or have it touch the Tataman somehow, perhaps an arrow? Or does it need to be indestructible? Yes, that could work, good says. An arrow would work. No problem. Anything that you can get to him, once it touches him, it will hold him in place, whether it is stuck in him or a glancing blow, but it just needs to come in contact with him. Um, trying to think of, um, if, if it breaks, will it lose its abilities? An arrow shaft isn't very strong. Yes, it will need to be complete. That being said, once you perform the ritual on this, it will become stronger material than because it will have the power of life a sacrifice of personal power and a sacrifice of happiness attached to it. So it will be more sturdy than if it were a piece of glass. It will not fall. It will not shatter if you drop it. I have this pretty sweet dragon's tooth that somehow I got. I do not know. I, 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 I just as, as, a, as Alex, I love that. I, I, I think we should have something fitting for this. Yes. Um, uh, the, the tooth of a, a mighty dragon sounds well, not very practical. Maybe we can use this to make something sturdier, something better. Um, my, uh, my suggestion is we use this and we craft, uh, oh, what would we make with a tooth on the end of it? Um, we, arrowhead? We could, Spirit, we could make shepherd. an arrowhead. It would have um, to be a very large arrow. Very <laughs> large. Right, Giant I arrow. know, but. A spear or a javelin maybe? Yeah, um. This could have made those if we had some bones laying around, but he's now transported Solara away. Solara does have a heavy crossbow. <laughs> I don't have any cool feathers, but I can make a really cool arrow. If we want to make an arrow, we can make one using this too. Right, we could enchant just something like a sword or something that we're going to hit him with instead of something we could potentially miss with. Doesn't it have to bind him? Like, does it does mm -hmm. it just have to touch him just once, and then we're done? Just once. Yep, just once. Okay, then, yeah, something, what something is, physical. So. Um, yeah, I think a melee weapon would probably be safer <laughs> rather than an arrow that would go flying past. Yeah, it, it could just okay. a spare morning star. I was, I was gonna say, like, a, a, a flail. We can make a flail. 
put the tooth on the end of a chain, basically, that sort of thing. Then you can just like tack them, tap them with it, you know? Um, Tag, you're stuck here. <laughs> so, so I, I think we have our, our, our thing then. Um, may I see your tooth, uh, Garen? Of course. And um, so Mole will hold it and I'm going to cast a fifth level spell creation. Mole is going to conjure, um, it can be up to a five foot cube, but I'm going to make it smaller so it's m- far, far more permanent. Um, uh, they're going to literally use the power of creation to bring uh, the rest of an adamantine flail into existence around this tooth. So um, literally they create, and they forge, and like you see like the heat of the forge of saint Eligius kind of appear in their hands and as they literally this this flail appears out of nowhere around this tooth and that's kind of the end of it okay that's awesome okay who who will be the sacrifice of happiness i have no happiness if this fails so it might as well be me okay but just ju- just to assert that if this failing would result in Zalara having no happiness and her sacrificing her happiness, does that guarantee this to fail? No, it just means that any possible happy solution that comes out of this is lost is to her for to forever. Mm-hmm. She will never be, as a person, full or complete. Okay, I'm trying to make sure that we weren't like screwing ourselves in the foot sort of thing. Um, I mean, I've already lost my family and others along the way who would have potentially made my life somewhat happy, so... I honestly don't see any happiness for me in the future anyway. The forces come together around the dragon tooth flail. You see arcane and geometric shapes appear over it. They say, first the sacrifice of life. Now you can tell no distinction between good, evil, neutrality, and chaos. They all seem to be one connected, some kind of energy that surrounds the dragon tooth flail. Tanahano looks back at everyone, takes a step in, and then takes her sword of judgment and slides it into her own belly. You watch her become engulfed in flames, and then as the power of her soul and the magic inside of her is about to escape, it's like the geometric shapes come to life and pull her power down into the dragon tooth flail. Draythen, knowing what to do, takes a step forward, and he walks out of his bedroom. He's enjoying his life as a farmer, a gardener, cultivator of nature. His wife comes in, smiles at him. He's always thought she looked like Saint Komana, and she's sharing his her life with him. Their children are giggling outside, filling up his heart, and all he can think is, thank you, Theos, for such a wonderful life. Zalara, you're pulled to step forward. As you step forward, a whirlwind of runes come up. They encapsulate you. You feel them like little living creatures under your skin as they come into your mouth and through your body, and then you Open your mouth as you've done so many times, and you feel the branches of Shamhara come out. They blossom, and in the end of each blossom, you see a life of happiness with a partner, with children, with worldly power. An ending as one with nature, always being, always growing and dying and being reborn yet again. And those blossoms fall to the ground and incinerate, lost for forever. And that's where we'll call the episode. Thanks for listening to Beholder's Eye, Season 3, Episode 2, The Death of Happiness. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We're excited to take the show to the next storyline. 
If you really like it, please make sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, really, really, really please uh, write a review for the show. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Beholders iPod. Make sure to check out our website, BeholdersIcast.com, and follow us on Twitter at Beholders iPod. You can follow Ryan, who plays APU, at Duff Duff the Third. Ben, who plays Garen, at Miro4D2. Kim, who plays Zalara, at Mets Girl. And Sam, who plays Mole, at Samsalot007. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Editing performed by Sam Canary. Music and effects editing by Benjamin Floyd. Music from filmmusic.io. Malicious. Lost Time. Organic Meditations 1, Curse of the Scarab, and our story begins all by Kevin McLeod and Competech.com. License under Creative Commons, Attribution 4.0 licenses, creativecommons.org, slash license, slash buy, slash 4.0. Sound effects by Zapsplat.com. Please check the show notes for further details. <laughs>